The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. Hang on just a second. For my viewing audience, I somehow am showing... My skirt there. <laughs> I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. And boy, I'm feeling itchy, watery eyes this morning. We've got pollen galore here in, in the great occupied state of South Carolina. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com, scroll down right on the right side of the page. You will see us going live. Yes, Facebook is lying about their numbers because I see them for what they really are. (laughs) And uh, click on to that. That's right. You can see the face made for radio. So if you're on Red State Talk Radio, click on to the second video down. You'll see it going live. Uh, You can turn up the volume. Just click on the speaker there. It's muted. And uh, if you want to jump into the chat, click on the platform icon there. You can join a lot of Patriot friends in the chat room as well. Also, right above that is Bradley's show from yesterday. And you can play that now. And at 3 p.m. Eastern time, he comes on live. So if you want to catch Bradley, you haven't heard Bradley because he's not on. Well, he is on Red State, but I don't know how they have him set up on the time frame there. So if you want to catch him live, 3 p.m. Eastern, SonsLibertyMedia.com. Right side of the page there, okay? Right above that is a place where you can subscribe to Sons of Liberty Media. And we don't rent your email. We don't sell it. We don't spam you. You get one email from us a day. That's it, okay? And uh, so sign up for that. You get the morning show. So if we play something in this, if we show you an article, if we show you a video, all of that's in a little article format that comes in the email every day, okay? And that's because we want you to do your own homework. We want you to share things that you actually believe in. And so we put those things there for your benefit to follow up with. Also, if you agree with the message of the Sons of Liberty, we have a donate button at the top. We don't ask you for money, but we do tell you we have needs. So we're telling you we need the support, both prayerfully and financially. And uh, if you're able to do that and you want to do that, there's a donate button. 
click on that. You can make a one-time donation. You can also partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of Liberty. That link is also at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. And there's a store button. Uh, pick up products, T-shirts, hats, DVDs, water bottles, coffee mugs, and they're great conversation starters. Plus, we've got equipping tools there. We've got uh, DVDs to teach um, what's going on in the public schools, how to equip you in that, uh, in dealing with those kinds of things. Books there as well, and some other items for equipping also. You can check that out in our store at sonsoflibertymedia.com, right there at the top of the page. And yes, this morning, we I am live. I'm, I'm here. I'm up. <laughs> And the only reason that is is because the gentleman I'm going to introduce to you in just a little bit, not right yet, okay? Uh, Remember, it's an hour show, so we I got to I got to cover some other things here before I I play the interview. I had him for about 40 minutes, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna bring I'm gonna play that for you in just a second. But one of the things I want to do is yesterday our friend Matt Trujella. Uh, you know him. He's a Wisconsin pastor. We've had him on the show many times. Former gang member, Christ converted him, and uh, he's just been doing great things. He wrote a book called The Doctrine of the Lesser Magistrates, A Proper Resistance to Tyranny and a Repudiation of Unlimited Obedience to Civil Government. Now, this is a guy who understands Romans 13. He also understands the whole counsel of God and how you deal with tyrants. In fact, his website is called Defy Tyrants. Okay. Matt put out a video, <clears throat> at least it went up yesterday. I, I caught it uh, somehow with all these things that come in where you get information. He put out a video yesterday. Now, these are a lot of young people. When I say young people, they all to me look like they're teens or just under. Okay. And I thought this is a great way to demonstrate that hope is not lost, people. You may see. Grown adolescents, I don't, know, I don't know what we want to call these people who want to carry their adolescents into their 20s and 30s and stuff. Eating Tide Pods. You may see them doing stupid things, okay? And a lot of us did stupid things when we were younger too, okay? But there is there's a tremendous hope in what I'm about to show you. And this is a short clip. You guys on the radio, you will be able to hear what these young people say. And I'm going to tell you, it's uh, it's very exciting. And, well, I, without further ado, let me just play. I will not wear here. the mask. I will not wear 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 a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God. And the great king above Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked triumph? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow it. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high. 
forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 All right, and that is from Matt Trujillo, and if that don't light you fire, you woods wet, okay? <laughs> just like the pastor we're going to have on in just a little bit. Um, it's good to see young people being taught these kinds of things. Um, you know, Edward, you say, when are they going to take the street? Talking means nothing. I agree, talking means nothing, but the talk begins it. All conversions begin with the preaching of the gospel, the foolishness of preaching. Because what does preaching do? Well, it doesn't do anything except if you're giving the right gospel, and that gives glory to God. And that is the power that God, that Paul says, the preaching of the gospel, Paul says, is the power of God unto salvation. Right? But it's foolishness to those who are perishing. And so, yes, there is a time for talk. And we've been talking, but we want to make talk radio do radio. And that's why I bring on the people I bring on. We learn. We can't do anything. And if you're going to go up to D.C. and do a rally again, you're wasting your time. You are wasting your time, especially if you're going to do it in the power of the flesh. There are, there are things that we can do. One of those things, and I want to make mention of it before I play the interview here, is <clears throat> tonight... If you're in the area of Cedar City, Utah, and you want to be a part of actually, hey, you want to take to the street, you know, they're going to do it. Captain Carl, we um, have had Captain Carl on the show many times. Here was the message that he's put out. This Thursday at 8 p.m. in Cedar City, Utah, a plan shall commence to restore 10th Amendment law and order in Utah State. The assembly is put on every Thursday evening for constitutional education. There's 70 to 80 people who show up there. Every Thursday, from what I understand, okay? Captain Carl is intending on announcing the plan to state nullify every single thing that Washington, D.C. has done since 1913. <clears throat> it's not de- That is not de- delegated to them and enforce each incremental nullification by municipal, county, and state law enforcement action backed by American Militia Freedom Forces. Remember, we've been talking about the militia. Article 1, um, Section 8, Clause 15. And they'll be backed by American Militia Freedom Forces troops if and when necessary. We the people shall surround our state capital armed and never leave until we the people force and compel them to sponsor and pass an exact facsimile of the Kentucky and Virginia resolutions drafted by Thomas Jefferson and James Madison augmented with an arrest provision. This is at the state level, guys. It should prove to be very exciting, says Captain Carl. For the first time, instead of doing only a rally, we shall be executing 10th Amendment law and order upon our state capitol to do what they have been duty-bound to do all this time, namely state nullify everything Washington, D.C. has done via usurpation of powers and spending not delegated to them. If this plan to surround Utah state capitol armed and never leave until the legislators and governors submit to restoring 10th Amendment law, they're calling them back to the law, folks. They're not going up there to commit some kind of terrorism to them. Being armed is a right we have. Okay? 
If they're going to do that, they're going to restore states' rights, law and order, state sovereignty, state nullification of all Republican and Democrat capital felony usurpations of powers and thus spending not delegated to them, but rather, quote, reserved to the states respectively or to the people. That's the Tenth Amendment. The rest of the states will follow. And our Republic of Tenth Amendment law and order shall be restored in all of the presidents, uh, Justices in the Supreme Court, Republican, Democrat, and the deep state insurrection against the Constitution shall be incrementally state nullified over a transitional period of time, say three to five years. It may even take less time than that if people actually stand up and do this, including employer and income taxes pursuant to the Constitution and SCOTUS decision from sea to shining sea, so help us God. If you are interested in going and hearing what's going on there, and the plan that's in place to actually do it. Not like a Q plan, where you don't know what the plan is. Just trust the plan. We don't know what the plan is. Just, just a little while longer and it'll come out. If you're listening to those people, you're, you're an idiot at this point. You just are. If you want to hear what the plan is and you want to be a part of it, the place is called Go Green, 506 North 200 West Street, Cedar City, Utah. Today, tonight, at 8 p.m. Mountain Time. If you would like to be a part of that, That's where you go, 506 North 200 West Street, Cedar City, Utah, 8 p.m. Mountain Time. Now, with that said, I'm going to play the interview I had with Pastor Pulaski, and you'll see the video in there, and uh, you're going to be challenged, you're going to be convicted, and you're going to be moved to action with this. Here's Pastor Pulaski. Okay, welcome everybody. Uh, We have with us today Pastor Arthur Palowski. He ministers in the city of Calgary in Canada, and his website is streetchurch.ca. And uh, recently he's been, uh, he's had a video that's gone viral. He's explaining to me that uh, it's been a little overwhelming. He's got tens of thousands of emails, messages, people wanting to come on and speak. And for good reason. He has, uh, I think, lit or set a brush fire of freedom in the minds of men by standing against tyranny. And before I bring him on, one of the things I want to point out is is that uh, Pastor uh, Arthur Pulowski has taken his stand. And if you go to his website, you'll read about uh, what they do, how they got started, and you'll understand that he has the boldness he has because he's found the heart of God. And so have the people who are with him as they minister to the homeless, prostitutes, all all kinds of people on the street. They go to this the city capital there, or this the city hall, uh, four times a week to preach. Uh, they spend their time in prayer. They are doing the things that we read about that the Bible tells us that we're to be a part of. They gain their their power not from the flesh but by the Spirit. And uh, before I bring him on, one of the things is for people who may not have seen it is just a short video. And this is where the police uh, from Canada had come out to his church without a warrant, uh, intruding into the facility there. They came with a health worker, and they were set to, I guess, try to shut him down or remove people or whatever for made-up things, trying to come into the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, the one uh, who gave himself for the church. And uh, Pastor uh, Arthur went after them, calling them exactly what they are, and I want to play that in case anybody has not seen what's going on, and we're going to get into a little bit of his ministry as well. So here is what took place get last out. week. Get out of this property. Immediately get out. Get 
out of this property immediately. Out. I don't want to hear anything. Out of this property immediately. I don't want to hear a word. Out. Out. Out of this property immediately until you come back with a warrant. Out. 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 Out of this property. Immediately out. Immediately go out and don't come back. Don't, I don't want to talk to you. Not a word. Out of this out of this property. Immediately out. I don't care what you have to say. Out, out, out of this property, you Nazis. Out, out. Gestapo is not allowed here. Immediately, Gestapo is not allowed. Out. Do you understand English? Get out of this property. Go. So go. Go. And don't come back without the warrant. Out, Nazi. Out. Out. You understand? Nazis are not welcome here. Out. And don't come back without a warrant. Do not come back without a warrant. You understand that? You're not welcome here. Nazis are not welcome here. Gestapo is not welcome here. Do not come back, you Nazi psychopaths. Unbelievable, sick, evil people. Intimidating people in a church during the Passover. You Gestapo, Nazi, communist, fascists. Don't you dare coming back here. Can you imagine those psychopaths? Passover, the holiest Christian festival in a year. And they're coming to intimidate Christians during the holiest festival? Unbelievable. What is wrong with those sick psychopaths? It's beyond me. Uh, Pastor Arturo, I, I gotta, I gotta tell you, I am, I, I get, I get so excited about how you're addressing that. What was going on in your mind? That, I mean, did you, ah, just tell us what was going on there. Why have they come? Because this has been a long battle for you guys uh, there at Street Church. Yes, it has been. Uh, first of all, thank you so much for having me on your show. Um, I'm humbled by everything. If you would ask me uh, just a week ago that this simple uh, video is going to go viral and be the number one video that is played on the planet Earth, I would say, get out of here. I, I would never believe you, but I guess God uses the simple thing uh, to, you know, to put the wise into shame. Amen. And I guess like my wife says, um, God used you like uh, during the time of Moses telling, let my people go, Amen. let my people go. So uh, I was preparing uh, myself for months for Passover. It's a very special uh, time of the year for us, just like Christmas. And I was preparing the story of Moses, uh, of course, and Exodus, Passover, the plagues, the Egypt, the slavery. And um, they have been harassing us for 13 months, just like um, around the world, uh, Christians and everyone else, actually. Uh, free people are being harassed by these tyrannical orders, uh, infringements on our rights. And uh, that's no different here in Calgary. I was the first clergyman to receive, I call them COVID ticket when I was surrounded by 12 officers, uh, when I was feeding the homeless people on the streets of Calgary, I was told, 
that what I'm doing is actually illegal. I can get $1 million fine. And for what? For feeding the poor that no one else wants to feed. So that's nothing new uh, for me for the past 13 months. My record for Christmas celebration is 100 police officers, 52 police cars in our church celebration. So um, this time actually was not that many of them. However, I'll tell you what's the difference. They always stayed outside of the property. I had many conversations with authorities, police officers, and I've told them, you're not allowed to come in without a warrant. You cannot enter the church. You cannot, and you will not intimidate my parishioners, children, women, and elderly. I forbid you. And um, they stayed out. They once blocked our parking lot with their vehicles, and uh, it took me 45 minutes to unblock uh, the parking lot so people can actually come to the church. Uh, so I had a number of runs with those people uh, for a while, but this was the first time in my history in this country because I watched those types of behaviors when I grew up under communist dictatorship under the boot of the Soviets behind the Iron Curtain in my old country, Poland. So that kind of behavior was common in Poland, in Russia, in, uh, you know, under the Russians. But this is the first time, and let me just add to this, I emigrated to Canada, so I would not be subjected to those types of tyrannical behaviors. And here I am today, a, a guy that grew up under communism, uh, facing the same fascist, Gestapo, communist tactics of intimidation and harassment. So this was the first time that they actually entered the church service during their holiest day, Passover. And I'm telling you, I was shaken. I was shaken, even though I've dealt with authorities for many years, and I had many, many in-runs with police for feeding the homeless. I was the first pastor uh, ever arrested for publicly reading Bible in Canada in 2006. So this was not my first encounter. However, I was shaken because they dared to come to our holy place, to our sanctuary. When people come and they want to, they don't want to be subjected to the tyranny, to dictatorship. They want to go there to have a safe heaven. When I look at them, I was, I, first I couldn't believe it. I kind of like stared at them. I'm thinking, is this for real? And then I went to them and I said, get out. They would not move. So I ran to my telephone to grab my telephone. I was completely unprepared for this attack. And that's where you see the video starting, uh, me walking towards them and just saying, please get out. And I saw they're not moving. And then that's where everything intensified. What was in my heart? Exactly this. Let my people go. Uh, we're not your slaves, police officers. We're not your slaves, Amen. politicians. We are free people moved to this country to live in a free and democratic society. If I wanted to be subjected to a tyrannical order, I, mo I would move to China. I would move to Russia. I would move to Saudi Arabia. But I moved to Canada specifically because Canada was offering me that freedom so that's what was in my mind, a repetition of history, my childhood, my, the story I've heard from my grandparents about the Nazis, Gestapo. My grandma was a kid. She had to hit herself under the mattress, and the Gestapo was raping another girl on top of her. I mean, I've heard those stories over and over. I go every year to Auschwitz-Birkenau to remind myself 
what a man is capable of if you don't put a check in their behavior. So uh, I did what I believe every pastor, every owner of the business, every person, every man should do, kick out the wolves out, kick out the tyranny out. If we don't do it now, you see, this is the thing, they came for me, but be sure of it. They will come for you if you don't stand up with me today. That's exactly right. Now, that is the message. That is the heart of the Sons of Liberty right here. We deal with people all the time, and I was making mention uh, of the fact that, you know, we it, we point to the Bible and the Constitution uh, in, in America. That is the straight stick, if you will. And the, even the Constitution is subservient to the law of God. And one of the things that amazes me, and I, I'm trying to pull up here, is the fact that these guys don't even care about the law. I mean, they're trying to enforce things that aren't law. That's what tyranny is, is enforcement of lawlessness. And you may bring up Moses. You know, people twist Romans 13 to say, oh, you know, we just submit to any kind of ruling that the tyrant, that the king, that the, the, the legislature, whoever wants to do. And we're not to do that. Nobody did it in the scriptures. Moses opposed the Pharaoh. He was the king of Egypt. Uh, the, the, the prophets all went to the wicked kings of Israel and said, no, 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 you don't do that. And they opposed them. Uh, they called them to repentance, back to God's law. We see John the Baptist approaching Herod and, and telling him, no, 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 you're wrong for having your brother uh, Philip's wife while he lives. Jesus would oppose those in authority and say, no, 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 you're not doing what the law says. The apostles said it too. You judge whether it's right that we obey God versus man. We're going to obey God. And so I think you got the heart of God there. You got the heart of the Sons of Liberty, that's for sure. But, I, you know, in writing on, on this video, came across the law here. Every person is guilty of an indictable offense and liable to imprisonment for a term of not more than two years. There's all kinds of, of things that are given here. And one of those is disturbing religious worship or certain meetings. I mean, this looks like exactly what they're trying to do to you guys. That's exactly, and it's punishable. Uh, by five years jail time. So I was contacted by a number of uh, lawyers. Uh, you know, I want to use this moment and thank everyone that called me and reached to me and, and said thank you, and especially Americans. Wow, I am so humbled and overwhelmed by the support from America. It's unbelievable. I love United States of America. I love, you know, Poland and United States are like, we were in history like brother and sister. Um, I don't know if your listeners know, Poland was the second country on the planet Earth that actually established constitution right after the United States of America. Kosciuszko, our general, fought for the independence of uh, America. So uh, my heart is with America. My heart is with Americans. I loved uh, your Trump president. I don't like what you have right now, that's a demon-possessed, evil, wicked man. Uh, but I believe that God wants to use this time to shake us all, to prepare for something that is going to be amazing. But what he needs is men and women that will rise up. Apostle Paul, when he was arrested, he says to them, I am a Roman citizen. You're not allowed to do what you're doing to me. And he used right. his citizenship as a weapon against them. I believe that it's time for all of us like David and like Daniel, like Meshach, Shadrach, Abednego, like Mordecai and Esther, it's time to use their own devices against their own hands. 
because David used the sword of his enemy, Goliath, against Goliath's head. So I'm contemplating, I uh, was contacted by a number of lawyers, uh, what to do. Um, I, I just want to say I'm not against police. I love police. I love law and order. I love authority because without authority, uh, there is chaos. And we know right. that devil uh, loves chaos. I love order. Um, if it comes to Romans 13, we have to understand that if the government is evil and the government is pursuing evil, we are not to obey that government. Rather, we have to obey God. And you mentioned that book of Acts chapter 4 and then stronger, we must in chapter 5, we must obey God rather than men. So uh, I'm contemplating, I'm not sold on the idea yet to go after them. I am waiting for the police response. To this day, they did not apologize. They did not contact me at all. Um, so I don't know what I'm going to do right now. I'm, I'm just trying to send a message to everyone. Rise up, stand up. It's time to push evil away from our countries, because if we don't do it now, we may not have that opportunity tomorrow. So my message for the clergyman is, who is going to fight for the people that God entrusted you with? Are you going to fight or are you going to give them all into the hands of the enemy? You see, lions never bow before hyenas. Lions never bow before hyenas. It's the hyenas that God around. So be lions. We are, after all, followers of the lion from the tribe of Judah. Be lions. Amen. You know, and a lot of people uh, sometimes will will approach me and they'll say, well, you're not going to get all these people in this. I said, you know what? I'm not looking to get every sheep. I'm just looking for a few lion cubs out there that we can raise up that can be strong in the Lord and do the things that we need to do because we can win the day. You mentioned David. I've often said this. David went out I imagine he was a scrawny, skinny little guy who had looked after sheep, who had taken care of them amidst the wolves, the bears, the lions, all of that. And he went out while the army of God was trembling, and he told the, he told the giant, I'm going to come cut your head off. I'm going to feed your body to the birds. And when he did it, 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 it emboldened the armies yeah. to go chase after the Philistines. I think, uh, and I'm not a prophet or son of a prophet, but I can tell you this, I think you lit a fire under people that have given them that kind of emboldenment. I, I can't tell you how many people that I've ran across who've sent me that video who said, oh, that w- my own pastor, who is very bold in the faith, he said, we need pastors that speak out like that, that stand up and do do this kind of stuff. And uh, so you have no idea how God has used you to embolden people here in America who have been some of them have been weak. Some of them have been taking stands, but but they've been doing that. Now, you talked about that you're waiting on the police response. Now, I had a, a response from the police, and it sounds to me like they're trying to double down to try to justify themselves, which is what sinners do. They seek to justify themselves, and until we bring the law to bear upon them where it shuts every mouth and they become uh, silent before God, uh, this is the only way that you can actually bring the gospel is to make them shut their mouth and uh, and and take in their own guilt so that you can give them the good news of the gospel. The same thing looks like it's happening with the police. They look like they're doubling down. And as a result of that, they're going to keep opening their mouth until that's shut. And uh, I'm with you. I kind of wonder about attorneys because Jesus dealt with those guys in Matthew 23. You know, the religious rulers of the day, they could do their way out of whatever, uh, wordsmithing and stuff to try to get around things. Um, But I, I... 
there is there is something that comes before this, and I think it's most important. I don't want to. I really wish I had you for the whole hour, but I know you have to do some other interviews. But there's something that comes before this. People may say, Pastor Arthur, what gives you boldness to go before these guys the way you did? Well, it's God for sure. You see, who gave a boldness to all those heroes of the past? Moses, right? I'm uh, now doing a series, and I encourage you to go to my YouTube channels, Street Church Calgary or Arthur Pulaski TV. I am putting lots of sermons out there, and you will see I teach a totally different way than most uh, people do. I bring a lots of history. I bring a lots of Bible. I, re- I read a lots of Bible verses. Because I think Christians have lost their sword, the sword of the Holy Spirit, the sword of the power of the Word of God, because they do not know the Word of God. Who gave boldness to Aaron and Moses? It was God. Moses felt he was not even qualified. I, am, I have a problem with my speech. Like, listen to me. I speak with a broken English. You can tell I'm a, I, I, I am an immigrant. I'm doing my best. I'm best... Uh, to my ability. I always pray, God, give me wisdom, give me boldness, give me strength, give me knowledge that I can teach those people what is your heart, what you want them to hear. And now the message is unity. Now the message is rise up, let my people go. That's the message to the government officials, to the pharaohs of today. So what gives me strength is him, is God. I was a very selfish man. I was focused on myself when I was in the business realm. And he changed me completely. I didn't care about the poor. I didn't care about the homeless until I met God. You see, what we need is people, Christians, they need to meet God. And once I've heard him, I've heard him saying, he said, the greatest tragedy for a man is that he does not know who I am. He is mm-hmm. the creator of heavens and the earth. He is the creator of my enemies. Think about that. My enemies are alive because he allows them. My father allows them to be alive. Also, he says the greatest tragedy is that the people do not know, my people do not know who they are in me. We are the sons and daughters of the almighty king of kings and the Lord of lords. We are the daughters and the sons, the heirs to the throne. The Bible says that we will rule. He calls us, he, our sons and daughters. I mean, imagine you have the king of kings as your father, uh, the creator of heavens and earth. So that gives me boldness. When I was living for money, when I was living just for myself, I didn't care much about God. I wanted God to bless me. That's the only interest I had. But when my son, and I encourage you to watch a documentary they did on my life, it's called Street Advocate, Street Advocate. My son was born with a heart on the opposite side, with a smashed lungs. And the doctors here in Calgary in 2000, they said he is not going to live. You have to consider unplugging him. And my wife said, no, I went into a huge rebellion towards God. You know, we always love to blame someone. And I was blaming God. God, how can you do this to me? Uh, What's wrong with you? You're evil. You're not good because you're doing this to me. And that was going on for a few days. And God dealt with my evil, wicked, selfish heart. Uh, The story, it takes me one hour and a half to tell the story. But the story in a nutshell is this. God dealt with my rebellion. He dealt with my stony heart, evil heart. He changed my heart. He gave me a heart of flesh. He gave me a heart of passion. He gave me a heart of, 
of faith because I think our churches are faithless right now. If we have faith, we would not be afraid of the tyrannical government. We would stand boldly and say, get out, Amen. get out, let my people go. So that's what happened in 2000 when he healed my son. My son is 21 years old right now. And uh, even though the doctor said he's not going to live, within hours after I prayed and I made my peace with God, God restored his heart. He pushed his heart to a natural place. And here, here is the miracle. When they opened my son, they said there is not even a trace of a lung. And then after I prayed and dealt with God, or he dealt with me, I should say, the, the, the lung appeared and I have a surgeon's report. And she says, this is a miracle. I can't explain medically what happened. Uh, your son should not be alive, but is living. Your son, your son should not breathe, but is breathing. It's like a, it's 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 like a baby that came from the stars. So they called my son a star baby, uh, because they could not explain why this baby is breathing, breathing on his own. Why is he alive? My son's name is Nathaniel. God gave him a name. Nathaniel in Hebrew means gift from God. And my son was born the same day I was born. You see, I do not believe in coincidences. I believe that God had a plan in my life. He knew I am a good organizer. I had a very successful business. And uh, he knew that he can use a flesh like me. And, and you know, the only thing we need to do, and that's what I do on a regular basis, even though I'm doing this for a long time, I'm just saying, here I am, Lord. Here I am. I know you have better vessels, smarter, a better English, but here I am, Lord. Use me as you please. Here I am, ready to be used for you, and I'm ready. Send me. Use me. Here I am, your servant, your son, and I love you so much. So um, that's what changed me. His love changed me, but his love doesn't mean that we are, be, we are to be apathetic and useless in the kingdom of God. Of God. The love compels me to stand up against Amen. tyranny. The love compares, compels me to say no to evil, corruption. I hate now corruption. I was corrupted man. Now I can smell corruption. I can smell the lie because I was a liar before. So I stand against those things. And that's why I say what I say. And I don't regret. I don't regret. People ask me, do you regret calling those people Nazis and Gestapo? No, because they acted like Nazis and Gestapo in, you know, Adolf Hitler didn't come to power in 1939. He came to power uh, way before in the late 20s and early 30s. And he came to power because people didn't speak. People didn't fight except few. And that's why he was able to implement laws, laws that were contrary to the law of God, laws that were saying murder the Jewish people, conquer, you know, other nations. Um, that's not God. And I'm wondering if the Jewish people, if the Christians of that time would rise up then, would the Second War happen? Maybe not. Well, that's exactly right. In fact, uh, Bradley, he does our afternoon show on Sons of Liberty. Uh, he has pointed out time and time again that the church was largely idolatrous itself. I mean, it was, it was uh, you know, praising the Fuhrer. It, well, this was obviously later. But he was just talking about how they would sing louder when they would hear the cries and the screams for help and everything. Sorry, I got some stuff going on in the middle of the house yeah, here today. But, uh, but, but they would just sing louder. It, it was to drown it out. They, it was, I think what it was was they were just like what you were talking about about yourself. They cared more about themselves. They cared more about their comfort. 
and uh, and taking care of their little club that they called a church rather than doing the will of God. And, and Jesus says, you know, it's the ones who come up to him on, on that day that say, oh, didn't we preach in your name and do these miracles and all this stuff? And he's going to go, depart from me, you who practice iniquity, you practice lawlessness. It's not what you say, it's what you do uh, that, that's going to get you in trouble. And I, I think you're pointing that out. I was, you, you say, I was doing this, and I can say the same thing. I was doing these things, and God interrupted my life. He interrupted it different than yours. But then he, he makes a change, and he causes us to practice or walk differently. And that is, you talked about uh, people in the church not having faith. We used a term, they're believers who don't believe. Yeah. They say they believe, but they don't. They're they're like the demons. They believe there's a God too. Um, and they at least tremble, you know? And some of these people don't even do that. But I, I want to get I know we only have a couple more minutes left with you. I want to get to one thing, and because I, I think this is so important. This is behind I want to get to the stuff behind because we don't know what yet is in the future of what's gonna happen here. You say you're waiting on the police and and uh and you said maybe we can get you back to to take up a full hour to kind of go through more. But, you know, I went through your website and I was reading um, some of the things, uh, especially this. And, and by the way, folks, he's got a lot of stuff here. You're, you've got uh, our friend Ray Comfort's 180 movie up there and lots of videos here. You guys are, are the real deal of what the church is supposed to be in the community. This was one of the interesting things that I had. Uh, I went down through here, read about the album, about us, the how we started I found it fascinating that you guys went out, you began to minister to people in the community, taking them pizza and hot cocoa to the the homeless, giving them the gospel while you were doing that. And you came to a point where it was dry for you guys. And you went to the Lord and said, you know, what's going on? And it sounds to me like you had um, an issue kind of like one of the churches in the book of Revelation where you you got all the stuff right. You're doing all the works, but you lost your first love and God convicted you guys, turned you around on that and then began to bless the efforts again. Can you can you elaborate just in, in a few minutes here as to how that expounded? Because there's lots more that people can read for themselves. But I found that fascinating that you guys were honest about, hey, we we left off the first love. We were still doing all the stuff, but we left off the first love. And that's where we lost our power because we were trusting the arm of the flesh rather than in the spirit. Yeah, that's exactly the problem with the church. I was a Christian all my life. I grew up in a Christian nation. I went to church every week, but I was not interested in the kingdom of God. I was corrupted men. I was bribing police officers. I was bribing politicians. I was the bad guy. I, I, I hired people illegally. I built houses in national parks against the law by bribing police and politicians. I mean, I've done stuff uh, that I hate right now. Why? Because I didn't have the Holy Spirit. That's the difference. So you can do all kinds of things in a church. You can feed millions of people. You can give yourself, uh, your body to fire. But if you don't have love, you've done nothing. What is love? Love. This kind of love, only God can give, only Holy Spirit can give you love, love to the point that you're willing to lay down your life for a fellow man. So what happened to us, we were feeding multitudes, we were preaching nice sermons, and we were doing all the goody-goody stuff, but we didn't do this for him, really. We did it because that was the right thing to do. And we noticed that the Holy Spirit was not there. 
that the people were not really giving their lives to Jesus, that there were no healing signs and wonders. And when we went to our knees, when we said, God, we, we're missing the boat, we are, we're doing good stuff, but we don't see your promises really. When we ask the Holy Spirit to come by, everything changed. 600 people came out of the streets within three months. We baptized people. We were baptizing them uh, so much that we couldn't catch up with so many Baptists. Wow. I mean, one after another, people were going to their knees. Um, to this day, people are being healed from cancer, aneurysm, on a regular basis. I have stories every week of people coming to me and says, I was healed from this, I was healed from that. That's why I'm not terrified of viruses. I'm not terrified of diseases. I don't have to wear a Amen. mask. My Jesus, the blood of Jesus covers me from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. And if I perish, just like Esther said, so I perish. Come on, brother. Flesh, but, yep. but I will go to the glory with God. I mean, it's not what the Apostle Paul writes. And he says, for me to die is to gain. Don't we read the same Bible? So why are we so terrified? You can't take this stuff. Like, you, you can't. You can't take your bank accounts. You, take, you can't take your cars, your fancy houses. You can't take that to the other side of eternity. You will leave everything behind. The only thing you can take with you is what you've done, what you really have done for, for Jesus Christ, for his kingdom. So since then, since that moment on our knees, God has been showing up with signs and wonders, upside down rainbows, uh, hitting the water in Bow River. Uh, you know, Calgary is, I call it my little Siberia. It's very cold, minus 40, minus 50. Today, today I had a phone call of a lady. She says, I was... Uh, I was on my way to commit suicide, but I've heard you and I changed my mind. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. So, you know, we got to open our mouth. We just got to go. Jesus was not the talker only. He was a doer. He yep. didn't say, I love you. And he, uh, you know, sat on his throne and he said, uh, somehow everything will work out. Okay. No, he stood up and he came and he died for you. He was born. He died on the cross. He did it. He fed the poor. He healed the sick. He preached the gospel. He went the kingdom of God. He went out there. What are we doing as a church? We don't even look like a church. We don't smell like the church of Jesus Christ. We don't talk. We don't do what Jesus did. I always say to people, oh, you're a follower of Christ, right? Yes. Okay. When was the last time you did what Jesus did? You went to the prostitutes. Come you on. went to the poor. Jesus was called a friend of sinners, a glutton, a drunkard. What That's was right. the last time you hang around with the drunkards? What was the last time you went to the neighborhood and you preached the gospel? What was the last time you fed the poor yourself? Don't tell me oh, I'm signing a check and I'm sending a check here and there. No, 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 no. Jesus didn't send a check. He went there. He went and he hung around with people. That's church, the book of Acts church. And I'm telling you, God is sick and tired of this lukewarm um, hybrid that we call churches. And he's purifying us, all of us, including me. He's purifying all of us. He's shaking the church around the world. Why? Because he says, when I come back, I'm coming back for a glorious church, for a holy church, That's right. for a church that obeys. Disobedience, rebellion is a spirit of divination. We have to go back and start obeying God. And we have to be like Daniel. When the law was passed and he was not allowed to pray, he goes out. He goes to his house. He opens the windows for all to see. And he says, if I die, I die. And he knew that penalty was to be taken to the lions, but he did it anyway. So this is the message for the church. Go out there. 
doesn't matter what the government says, doesn't matter what the tags, you know, the, the villains, uh, the gangsters, the masked bandits, I call them, uh, are saying or doing. You are to obey God and God alone because him you serve. And that's what, you know, Joshua said, as for me and my household, I shall serve, serve the we Lord. shall serve the Lord. Yep. And you, you have a choice. You can be like us or you can go to the other side. Now we have entered an era when God is not satisfied with people sitting on the fence. It's time to jump from the fence, pick sides. Either you're going to work for God or you're going to sell him for a bowl of soup like Ezra did. I totally agree, and I think that's the message that needs to be carried away from here because the, video, the viral video is only going to be viral for so long. It's only going to infuse people for so long, but I do think it has emboldened some people. I, th- I do think it has given them eyes to see that somebody is doing what they think ought to be done, and you're doing it in the name of the Lord. If the people get on here and they say, well, we're just going to defy the tyrants, we're going to do it in the power of the flesh, apart from the, the power of the Spirit of God, they're going to get in trouble. And th- I think this is why I wanted to go down this road. I wanted you to tell them the source of the power to stand against the tyranny and win the day in doing that. And I know you've got to go here, so I don't want to belabor the point, and we'll have you back on the show if you'll come back on. But any final words that you would give to the people who are listening, whether they are believers or whether they're unbelievers, I think pretty much you gave them a good message right there. But is there a final word you would depart with us, uh, with uh, Pastor Arthur? Yeah, I just want to say um, respect authorities. Uh, when you see them breaking the law, just like you said at the very beginning, they came enforcing the law, enforcing the law, but at the same time they broke criminal law themselves, which is ridiculous. Um, I respect authority. I will encourage you to respect authorities uh, as much as you can. And if they, if you see them doing something evil, then then fight, stand up, but not physically. Uh, spiritually with your words. That's how I fight. I fight with my tongue. I don't fight with my fists. And I would say to you, do not look for trouble. Do not do stuff just because it's a good video, just because uh, you will have more hits on YouTube channel. Don't do that because I know street preachers, a lot of them, they do that uh, just for the views. Go and do what God commands you to do. And when you do that, you will be protected by God because you will be doing this for the right motives, for the right reasons, not to be famous, not to have more views, but to honor God. And I have been doing this for a long time. I have been arrested multiple times. I had over 100 court cases. I had to remortgage my house seven times during this uh, crazy fight. And I'm telling you, every single time God supports me and he stands by me when i was in the court system when they dragged me some trials were as big as three weeks people had visions of angels uh, officers they, that they were lying on the stand were fainting and they had to be taken by uh, by paramedics wow uh, things things were happening that are supernatural that you can not explain why because god honors his word he's not like you and me he's not a liar He says, I am the Lord, I do not lie. I am God, I do not change. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he supports his word. His word will come back, accomplishing his purpose. So I stand by the word of God. I don't stand by denominations. I don't stand by big shot preachers. 
I stand by my God, my Jesus, my King, my Savior, that not only saved my son from the deadbed, he saved me, he saved my wife, he saved so many people, and I'm very grateful to him. I remember my prayer when I lifted my son on the altar when he was dying as a little baby, just a few days old, and I said, God, I'm giving you my son like Abraham, Isaac, and either you take him home, or he lives, and you save him, and you heal him. I'll give you my word. I will, I will serve you for the rest of my life. But if you will choose to heal him, I'll be, I'll be grateful to you for the rest of my life. And every time I share that story, even right now, is emotional to me. I have tears in my eyes. Why? Because that, that word that I said to him, he honored. He changed a wicked, evil, corrupted man into a someone that is willing to go and fight the, the same corruption I used to be part of. And I'm so grateful to him. I'm grateful to him for every day of my life, for keeping me alive and happy and, and healthy through this whole craziness. And I want to encourage you to stay close to God. Invite the Holy Spirit into your life. Ask him, God, I don't know how to do this. I am not bold. I'm not brave. But you are. Give me boldness, Lord. In the book of Acts, when they were persecuted and attacked and some were killed, they didn't pray, God, remove our enemies. They prayed, God, give us boldness Amen. so we can go out and preach your truth, preach the kingdom of God, preach the gospel. And God did that because immediately after that, they go out there, the very place they were told not to go, and they preach with boldness. Yep. That's the message I want to give it to you. Do not be ashamed of God. Do not be afraid of your enemies. Greater is he that is in you than the one that is in them. Amen. Well, I, I tell you, Pastor Arthur, uh, I think you and I have had church right here. <laughs> Just us. Mm -hmm. Because I, the things you're saying, they bring tears to my eyes. They, they, they fill me up. I mean, really. Uh, and I'm, I'm glad God has done these things. I can't wait to have you back on because I want to hear these things that God has done uh, there beyond just the short time that we've had together. I think that's so important that people hear that because some people just get on the thing for, you know, whatever the, the moment is, you know, the, the hits or the likes or the, you know, self-promotion. And it's not about real love for God and real love for men, which is what we're called to do. Uh, Pastor Arthur, I appreciate you taking time for us today. And uh, we look forward to having you back on the show uh, very soon. God bless you, sir. Thank yes, you. Yes, you too. All right, that's Pastor Archer, and we are right out of time. I told you it was going to be good. I want to leave you with this. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, when it looks hopeless, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. God's doing that today. Are you part of that standard that's being raised up? I hope you are. Don't miss Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern this afternoon. 23 hours to be back with you. See ya.